Now batting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. What it is, Duke City. Beautiful Friday in Albuquerque. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. All right, I saw the weirdest thing, dude. What was it? It's a Fredless Friday (laughs) in studio here in the John Lopez Real Estate Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. If you have any questions about what your house is worth, what a house is worth, property values, heck, even employment, hit up John Lopez with John Lopez Real Estate, Coldwell Banker Legacy. Behind the glass, super producer Mike Vital. What's up, buddy, buddy? What up, guys? TGIF. On this Fredless Friday, as Fred is out on location, the voice of Highlands is going to be working all weekend. Doing like eight sports or something. I don't know. <laughs> For real. <laughs> but as you know, every Friday, we got Robert Buck D. Gibson in the house. What's happening, my guy? Man, glad to be here. This week flew by. They all do. Yeah. So as an old man now, now that I've turned 40, <laughs> I just can't I just can't keep up anymore. It's like what, the second you turn 40, just things just fly right by you. I can't keep up. You let technology tell you what day it is? I, I wouldn't know otherwise. Yeah. So I saw the craziest thing on the way here. And you know, I, I live downtown. I work downtown. I have fun downtown. Party downtown. Eat downtown. Drink downtown. I'm always around here in the area. So a lot of run-ins with street people. Home-free individuals in whatever walk of life they may be, but okay. I run ins all the time. I finally, and this is only the second time it's happened in my entire life, Uh-oh. a honest panhandler. So this guy, <laughs> standing on the corner of either 3rd or 4th in Central, had a, a big cardboard cutout of a Jack Daniels bottle. So on the one side, it was obviously a Jack Daniels bottle. And then on the back side is just a white blank canvas for him to write whatever he wants, right? And it says, anything helps. And then in like little fine print on the bottom, I'm trying to get drunk. There we and I go. was like, truth in advertising, baby. So did it work? It didn't work on me because I didn't have <laughs> I didn't have any I didn't have any cash in my pocket and I didn't have any change in my cup holder. Oh man. But it would have. Yeah. I mean does he have something I could swipe? Does he got like an iPhone with a, a scanner on <laughs> He's it? He's got the little card reader. He, did, he didn't put it. <laughs> he needs to step up his game and put like a QR code on the yeah. back of that. First time I ever saw an uh, um, honest street person was in San Francisco. Okay. Blew my mind. But I did have, I did have cash on me, and it definitely worked. I gave him like 40, 50 bucks. Ooh-wee. Because I was laughing so hard I never saw it. Never saw it. That's that's a nice chunk. Yeah. You might have killed the guy that night. 
You know how much smack you can get for $40? That is a lot of smack. That or he just made a whole lot more clever signs. Oh, yeah. He stepped up a sign game. Yeah. And paying it forward. Yep. He's thinking, that's, that's smart, man. He's thinking long term. Yeah. He's playing the long con. <laughs> I'm, dude, I'm so bummed about this MLB stuff. Like, just get it over with, y'all. Rip off that Band-Aid. Let's it, get some baseball in our lives. They have to make some changes. Or come Monday, it starts messing with the regular season. It starts eating away at their paycheck. Yeah. It was is what it does. Like, obviously, the owners are going to take a bigger loss. Right. Because, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's more to be lost in merch sales, concessions, tickets. You're going to have a, a, a lot worse day if you're the owner. But these players are going to lose huge chunks of money. Yeah. Every game, every week that has to be canceled. So, so now, now, for the first time, I think that MLB coming out and saying, we are going, if we're not done by Monday, close a business, we don't have this figured out, we're going to start canceling games. I think for the first time in all these negotiations, the owners have the leverage because now it's going to cost them money. <sighs> Is that a good or a bad thing, though? I mean, we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. What time? Oh, is it? man. Close a business already. Yeah. Eastern time zone, and there has been no progress made. Way past it, yep. Unless I didn't see it, which I've been refreshing MLB trade rumors and MLB.com all day today. No substantive progress. That's kind of what I figured. But they are closer on a couple terms in negotiating, but. The big ones, they're just so far apart. We're not going to have baseball, and I'm just going to cry myself to sleep every night. Oh, man. Because that's my favorite time of the year. Yeah. It's my favorite sport. It's my favorite sport to watch. It's my favorite sport to attend. It's my favorite sport to play. It hurts. And that's a lot of games. It's, it's not like the NFL. There's games almost every day, right? You, you play either five or six games a week. Woo. <sighs> The 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 except for the All Star Week, and yeah. except for the first and last week of the year, you're playing either five or six games. Oh man, every week. Oh my goodness, for months and months, <laughs> and I love it so much. But have no fear, Albuquerque. Have no fear, Duke City. Your isotopes ain't going nowhere. It doesn't matter what happens in the MLB. We're having the topes, baby. That's right. All kinds of cool promotions this year. You know they're going to be taking care of you, so make sure you get out. No matter what happens in the MLB, you get out and support the Isotopes. Friend of the show, Albuquerque Isotopes. We can't wait to work with them and go to games, and we'll be live from the lab a few times this year, a special two-men-on nights. So, Albuquerque, you know we know how to get loose. You know we know how to have a good time, and we're very excited to have a good time with you at the lab this year. So if you don't get your dose of MLB baseball, we got it here in Albuquerque. Thank God. But they should be doing that anyway. MLB, even if there is MLB, still support the isotopes. Oh, no doubt. Yes. Depending on how long the lockout's going to be, I'll settle for a league of their own kind of situation. <laughs> <laughs> if we get some super talented, beautiful women out there playing baseball, I will show up. I will buy new merch. I will I will buy the new Susie Johnson jersey or right. whatever it is. Count me in. A League of Their Own's a brilliant movie. I'd rather see it in real life. I'm with you. <laughs> that's a that's a great idea. Sure, why not? We should start Hey, 
Let's do it right now. Anyway, Vital, can you erase everything I just said? We're going to copyright this and start a lead. Yeah. We don't need nobody trying to move in on this. This is a great opportunity. I don't know how long the delay is, but can you erase the whole League of Our Own idea? <laughs> it's done. Sweet. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I don't. Th- I think you're lying to me. <laughs> the confidence of it's done. <laughs> yeah, sure. Done. Okay. I believe you. And not only am I going to miss baseball, the off-season hot stove, I love talking baseball in the off-season. Who's going to be the powerhouse? Who's going where? What pieces are going to fit? Who's the first guy to get signed? Who's the first guy to get traded? Who's the last guy to get signed? So is that period going to disappear or just shorten significantly because the games are going to start right off the bat or what? The second the lockout's over, it's going to be the craziest two days of free agency in the history of baseball. Everybody left, every single free agent left is going to sign in 48 hours. Yeah, because you got to think they already have these moves in place. They just can't make it official. Right. They're ready. And all these front offices have had all this time to sit around yeah. and just be like, okay, if this happens, we're doing this, and this happens, we're doing this. They got their whole risk map mm-hmm. just already planned out. Way better than Russian ground troops planned out Ukraine. <laughs> Ukraine's getting worked right now, but they are fighting back. They're winning a lot of small victories. I've, I've been keeping up, and I love that those stories are, are at least making the news. Tell the whole story. Don't just give me the whole gloss over story. I want to sure. know everything. Yeah, I agree completely. And it's I'm a news junkie. Yeah. Multiple times a day I'll stop and see where we are in the news world. And with something crazy in the news, like a potential world war, I'm glued to my friggin' phone. Yeah. Like I'm making myself put it away. Like I missed a call from a friend of the show. Uh, David Carl of the New Mexico United today. I have no idea what he wants to talk about because I had to put my phone away for a while. <laughs> like I missed a few phone calls, missed a few texts. Uh, I'm mentioning David because I forgot to call him back. If you're listening, I'm so sorry, buddy. But yeah, I got to put the phone away because otherwise I'm just refreshing and yeah. looking for video and seeing the carnage and wanting updates and woo. What makes it a lot? What what makes this so interesting? And it shouldn't be, well, I don't even know how to say it. It's the technology now. We're in real time. We can see everything. For sure. It's like everything is in our backyard, but it's not. That's the weird part for me. From the texter, does the strike mean we're going to get a Sosa-McGuire juiced home run race 2.0? Oh, I hope so. I think that should be part of the collective bargaining agreement. It's like if if you want, yeah. if you want, everyone could just start juicing because that was go. peak when everyone was juiced up. That was peak baseball. I don't want kids to be like twelve year old kids want to go to the pros, start taking juice when they're teenagers. The technology these like, I'm not even I'm not going to go there right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to go there. More baseball talk <laughs> later in the show. When we get back, we're going to talk about the sports fallout of the Ukrainian invasion. You're listening to Dave and Buster's presents Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the Sports Animal. Welcome back, Albuquerque. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the Sports Animal. We wouldn't be who we are. We wouldn't be anything without our partners and sponsors out in the community. And one of our OG 
A1 friends of the show is New Mexico Pinion Coffee. It's easy to be a spokesperson, ambassador, salesman for something that you've enjoyed your whole adult life. So New Mexico Pinion makes the best coffee, and what they do in the community is absolutely amazing. And we're so excited to build a bridge in between New Mexico Pinion Coffee and some of our other favorite community members, Locker 505. So they're going to do some cool stuff together, and we can't wait to tell you about it as it progresses. You've been driving around downtown today, Robert? Yeah. Have you seen all of these beautiful, fit, young people just running around and doing jumping jacks? And <laughs> there's a Makes me envious. Big track meet, <laughs> track meet in town. We're going to try to get somebody on to talk about that here in a little bit. So I just turned 40 as, you know, I've been beating you guys to death with. As you should. That's a that's a major accomplishment in today's time. Sure, made it to 40. Yeah. I, I have a rich history that didn't want me to. But made it to 40, and I've never been more jealous of youth than today. <laughs> Just like, I was working, doing like busy work indoors all day, and it was an absolutely beautiful day in Albuquerque. And all these fit, beautiful young people are just running around everywhere, just making me mad. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I can't even probably run up two miles, like a mile, and I'm done, and I got to go to an ice bath. <sighs> don't get me started. <laughs> I don't, I don't do, do not get me started. I don't do New Year's resolutions, but one thing I do do is do age resolutions. Yeah. And I went through like the craziest fitness phase. When I was 35, and I think I'm about to go through another crazy one right now to like ensure that I take care of myself. And Well, I did when I turned 40. I lost, that summer, I lost 38 pounds. And I was doing it all, eating right, working out. Then it got cold. <laughs> then I stopped, gained it all back. But it's it's hard, man. It's it's really hard. It's It's... Putting your brain in that that mode, getting that schedule down, just staying with it. Super producer Mike Vital is creeping up behind me to to do some mic levels. Uh oh. Hi, what's your name? See, he's uh, he's <laughs> over here on this he's on this side of the glass right now. Should I put my mask back on? Are you okay back there? <laughs> A little behind the scenes here at Two Men On. Well, I went to the Y with Fred, and we shot some hoops and i told him i was like i'm gonna be sore and he's like for real i was like yes just like a little bit of physical activity yeah some hoops because i haven't been able to do anything well you got to come to the y with us every morning man yeah yeah You're there almost every every weekday morning depending on our energy levels and right what creaks and pops mm -hmm. we we get a good workout in you ever hit the speed bag no, but I heard him. I heard he say that's your thing. Yeah, yeah. I love hitting the speed bag there. Do a little heavy bag, but it takes too long to wrap your wrist correctly, so you don't hurt yourself. Yeah. A lot of fallout in the sports world because of Russians' invasion of Ukraine. The outpouring of support. And for Ukrainian and Russian athletes has been phenomenal. Like, I think every single person who spoke out on it has been obviously pro-Ukraine, pro-independence. Right. They, they did nothing to provoke it. 
And you know, I'm I'm on that board. We won't we won't get too political here, but yeah. Five zero five two four six zero six ten. Friends of the show, reach out on the sports animal line. Who do we got first? We have mailman. Mailman, my dude, what's happening? Buck Diesel, what's happening? <laughs> what's up, mailman? Coming in hot. Okay, okay so look, here, here, here's what I want you to do, man. Okay. Uh, uh, first of all, let me let me do my thing. Fred's not here. <laughs> no, he Fred's is not. Fred's not here. <laughs> okay, okay, here we go. So, uh, while I'm while I'm putting this information out to uh, Diesel, I need you to go ahead and whip out the Google machine because I want you to look this up. Okay. I need you to look up Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa. It- <laughs> All right. So I uh, I I need you fellas. We gonna start up. The, I, I I like this women's baseball league. I'm in favor of starting up the Albuquerque Sugar Skulls. And, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the the women are going to be dressed like Thunder Rosa. Gotcha. Uh, now I, I'm looking man, at her right did you now. See the picture of Thunder Rosa. I um I, I'm looking at her against all of my better decision making <laughs> skills. I did put in Thunder Rosa into the Google <laughs> yeah. machine, and boy, you were right. Yeah. Right. So that's what we're going to do. The Albuquerque Sugar, Sugar Skulls. I got the first five dollars. Uh, on on the fund me page, we gonna get them girls in some baseball uniforms, and we gonna get down on it. Screw Major League Baseball. We gonna get down on it. The Major League come Baseball. On, come on, Diesel. Let, let's do this thing. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you 100. percent We're doing it. I'm a. Uh, I'm gonna send out some tweets right now that they have till the end of close of business on Monday. And I don't care if they're losing games. We're starting a league of their own. Right. And and, and I, I, I would not be surprised. Okay, so, uh, Dan, being that you're the resident baseball guy today, because I know Diesel, is, Diesel don't know nothing about this. <laughs> let me let me, and, let me see um, what I don't know about. Let me hear it. They locked out. Then they locked out. And the totes can play. Can uh, can the mother team send the uh, send the dudes down here to get some get some wax on and 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 play for some of these uh, some of the some of the totes? No, any anybody anybody on a major league forty man roster cannot participate until after the lockout. Come on, mailman! I knew that. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, all right. So okay, let, let's let's do this then. If their contract has officially expired. Can they come down and get some wax on? Because they ain't officially on a roster. Uh, that That's a gray area, and I believe uh, the answer is yes. But you have to be signed by the parent club. So mm-hmm. the, you got to be signed by the Rockies, and the Rockies will designate you for assignment, whether it's uh-huh. AAA, AA, single A, or rookie ball. So yeah, if uh, yeah, if so, yeah, so if Sam, Sammy Sosa wants it's to come out much, of it's too much craziness. If Sammy Sosa wants to come out of retirement and move to Albuquerque, he can get a contract with the Rockies and they could place him in Albuquerque. That's that is a thing that could happen. Yes. Well, that's too much garbage. Let's get the Sugar Skulls <laughs> going. Let's get these let's get these chicas out here. We get some baseball going, dog. Get some baseball going. I'm in. I'm into it. Was the the Colorado Silver Bullets used to go around and scrimmage 
minor league teams and you know the amateur teams for the cities. So I don't see why we can't oh. do a whole league. Yeah, yeah. You you can get the silver bullet started up again. Yeah, we can get the Albuquerque Sugar Skulls. We can let the uh, we can let uh, El Paso get a team. We can get Arizona a team. We can get uh, we can get a team another team in Texas. Listen to Amarillo. Commissioner Mailman over here. You already got little, it down. We got a little league just running around. You got it down. You're 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 a modern day commissioner. I hear you over there. And mailman, I can't Dude, wait. I'm working on it. I'm working <laughs> on it because I'm sick of these dudes. These dudes. I mean, I, I I'm with you guys. Just let everybody juice for the first seven months when they come back. Ladies included. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that that uh, lips might get a little hairy, and I ain't trying to go there. But, yeah, let them in, too. The men don't want to do nothing. I, I mean, I understand these millionaires don't have control of the billionaires. Mm-hmm, but yeah. if the billionaires don't want to do the thing, let one of the millionaires take over. And yeah. we can put some hundredaires on the field. Yep. Well, I, you might have heard this yesterday. You might not have heard this yesterday. But a million, uh-huh. the difference in between a millionaire and a billionaire is a lot further than you think. So Okay, so we, what we say, a millionaire was 31 days? Okay, no, a, a, million, a millionaire, <laughs> so a million seconds, one million seconds is 11 days. 11 days, yeah. One, 11 days. one billion seconds is 31 years. So it's a, it's oh. a way bigger difference than people think. Okay, so put trout... And uh, uh, what's the what's the cat that just got all the money? The, ba- uh, the pitcher, Scherzer, put Trout, yep. Scherzer, and um, old boy in L.A. Between the three of them, they should be able to afford a team. Well, uh, well, we don't, the, we don't want, we don't want none of the, their uh, money. Yeah, hey. Mailman, we don't want none of their money because we're going to have the Albuquerque Sugar Skulls oh, yeah. <laughs> brought yeah. to you by the United States Post Office. There we go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're going you're gonna to reach we'll out. A, we'll put an eagle pass on their shoulder. They can go. <laughs> they can go. Mailman, we're up against it. Thanks for the call, and thanks for being a friend of the show. Appreciate you, my dude. Anytime, dudes. Anytime. Take it easy. Yep. He's got it all figured out. He does, man. <laughs> Commissioner, <laughs> Commissioner, mailman. More two men on when we get back. Ninety-five point nine FM and AM six ten. The sports animal. Welcome back to two men on ninety-five point nine FM and AM six ten. The sports animal. You talking about? You started your Monday at the YMCA, right? Yeah, I took Monday off. Yeah. I don't like taking days off because I feel so much better when I start my day off with some exercise. And I feel I feel like I build a base for a better day when I exercise in the morning. I understand because I definitely felt great that whole day. Plus, summer's creeping up, and I got to keep this tight. You know, I got to keep it tight. <laughs> <laughs> Go find your why at the YMCA. So apparently, little did I know that every heavyweight champion in the history of boxing <laughs> is from the Ukraine, and not only are they from there, they're active members of their country's government. 
or is it Vladimir? Yes, Vladimir, the older, the older Klitschko. So Vitaly and Vladimir, right? Are no, both, actually, are, I both said, have already taken up arms. I said that backwards. The younger. Wait, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Vitaly. No, is, Vitaly is the older. That's right. Vitaly so, is the mayor. Yeah, he's the mayor of Kiev. 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 He is mayor of Kiev. Had no idea. And there's already videos of them, like, taking up arms in the streets with just concrete dust. Yeah. You know, shrapnel dust all over them. So, I mean, they're they're setting the gold standard of what it means to, to caring, caring about where you come from. And there's no shortage of professional Ukrainian athletes speaking up and going back home. Like, I, I mean, all this news is coming in too fast, but a, a boxer who's fighting in London said, I'm leaving London the second after the fight to go pick up an AK-47 <laughs> and go defend my country. <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you imagine? I know this. No, I could not. Like, crazy. And it's not just them. You know, those are the biggest names. Like Sebastian Janikowski, wherever he's from. Sounds like Polish, maybe. He's from Poland. Yeah, Poland. Poland. Yeah. Like, he just kicks a game winning field goal and then gets a flight to Poland and then just picks up an AK 47 and goes help defend Ukraine. And it's, it's, like, this is, it's not like they're in, a, in this war room pressing buttons, they're on the ground. They're on the ground. Yeah. With guns and shrapnel and concrete dust and mortar shells in their ankles. <laughs> I hate war, obviously. I, I was hoping that we've grown past it as a humankind. We need to put the kind in humankind, as cheesy as that is. But I think this is just Putin flexing. Oh, most definitely. He's bored. He needs, he needs a friggin' hobby. Like, I think this is for his legacy because he's going on 20-plus years in power. And he's just bored. He's bored of the day-to-day -day Russian stuff. So he's well, like, what can I do now? Let's play some war games well, he, with my neighbors who don't deserve it whatsoever. Yeah, he's the last person to be bored then because, man. He just it, wants some legacy because every historical leader from Russia – has some kind of war on their watch, right? Like whether it's, whether it's a world war, war, whether it's a yeah. cold war, whatever. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Every long-standing Russian leader's got a war, and they've all been feared. Yeah, he's not. I want to. I'm not going to say he wasn't feared, but in the social media era, it's just like jokes, right? You know what I mean? Sure. It's it's not hard evidence of this is what he did or whatever now you know he stepped the game up he's got to be what 65 69 69 oh yeah 69 so he's getting up there yeah he knows he can't hold power that much longer he's gonna have to do some some stuff and make sure that his party his cronies whoever he trains mm -hmm. gets to take over but anyway the sports world the ripple effects from the ukrainian invasion so F1 has already canceled Russia. Olympic events in Russia. Uh, tennis events in Russia. All these are being canceled. And every single governing body of these worldwide sports, uh, the soccer, uh, UEFA, yeah, you know, all of these are, are urging every single sport 
to show solidarity and cancel all their events. And it's just happening in droves. Yeah. Do you think this was kind of, I don't even want to speculate, but we just got finished with the Winter Olympics. Russia's a big part of the Winter Olympics. You think that was held off until after the Olympics were done? They wanted to finish the Olympics yeah. and start this. Yeah, that's what it kind of seems like. Because he knew COVID got a little quieter. He the timing was what he wanted on right. this. Yeah. Yep. Where where it's the main stage. Sure. Not saying war would take a backseat to the Olympics, but it's like okay, let us do this thing and. Now let's really start and messing by, up things. By the way, American news cycle, United States news cycle, this isn't the only war in town, all right? There's a lot of wars going on yeah. in South America and right. Africa. Thank you. And you don't know about it Thank you. because it's not in the major news cycle. But when it happens to a first world country, we're going to hear all about it 24-7. I couldn't even name, and I follow it, I couldn't even name all the wars going on in the world right now. I'd like to see Klitschko and Putin in the ring. That would be nice. Uh, Putin is a bad dude. I don't know how to break it to you, but he's a 69-year-old bad dude. Well, I, you know what? I'd I'd lower the 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 weight requirement. I'd, I'd put him with Lomachenko. Lomachenko. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That's better. The Plus, cri- Lomachenko, yeah, Lomachenko is active. G? Yeah. What do, you, what do you think Putin weighs? Do a celebrity death match kind of he's thing? Probably, he's probably about two. No more. It can't be more than two. That's probably pushing it. And you know whatever it says on the internet. <laughs> it ain't right. He put his own weight in. I'm going to tell you that right now. Okay, maybe he didn't. What is it? Because the internet has him listed at 5'6", mm-hmm. 152 pounds. Oh. By the way, hey, short guys. My short kings out there. My short princes out there. You don't need to have this little man syndrome all the time, all right? Every person who's invaded another country, except for Genghis Khan, (laughs) has been a a little person. Well, you know what? I was. Napoleon, Hitler, Mussolini, Vladimir Putin. Like, what is it with these guys that are under 5'10 starting wars? I was right on. My short kings out there. Y'all need to chill out. <laughs> I was right on with Lomachenko. Lomachenko's 5'7", 134. That's a perfect match. Let there him go. go. He probably walks around with Putin weight. Yeah, his walking around weight's probably the exact same, right? <laughs> yep. That's so crazy. Thoughts and prayers go out to the people of Ukraine. If you have friends or family in Ukraine, I'm sorry you're going through this right now. If you're... um Second generation, third generation, whatever it may be, Ukrainian, you know, we got your back. We are here for you. We are so sorry that you guys are being invaded and your country's being torn apart for what I perceive is absolutely nothing. No reason whatsoever. None. Oil? Oil in a beach resort? Like Crimea? You want Crimea that bad? Just go to friggin' Barbados. You can afford it, Vladdy. It makes you think, like, what's the real reason here? Like... It's got to be something. This testosterone, bro. Yeah, he's bored. That's. I'm. I, I like the way you think. I think that's exactly what it is. It's a dong measuring contest. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, what we haven't had in a lot of years. Good old fashioned war. Yeah. You know who I don't like? Ukraine. Screw those guys. And their their economy is being crippled. Oh man, crippled. 
Anybody who invested in Russia, I am sorry about your portfolio because that economy is tanked and it ain't coming back. No. The world has united with F Russia. Yep. Plus their birth rate is negative. Yeah. And so that doesn't add to it too. But the, the, their it, economy is rotten and so he's got to use a war as an example to get his economy or people behind him. It's. You know what? It's crazy that you say that, Mike. I was just looking at this story. Check this out. Ukrainian women claim Russian troops have been flirting with them on the Tinder app while they're over there. <laughs> oh, my God. One of, the, one of the Ukrainian women said, I didn't find any of them attractive and would never consider sleeping with the enemy. That's right. a real life story. And what really gets me, and it's not like you're, you're invading your neighbor. You're invading people that speak basically the same language. Yeah. You're invading somebody with the exact same cultural practices as you, the same hobbies, the same history, the same religion. It's This is Russia invading Ukraine is basically Alabama invading Georgia. Mm-hmm. It's like you have the same culture, the same people. Yeah. You look alike. You talk alike. You smell alike. You eat the same food. A lot of these people, a lot of these poor Russian soldiers who have to storm Ukraine, they got to kill people that look just like them. They got to kill like their old neighbors. They got to yeah. kill their friends, people, people they grew up people with. People they know. Yep. It's not that vastly different. And I've seen a lot of reports of soldiers just throwing down their guns and leaving. Yeah. Like, have you seen like the imba- abandoned trucks? Yeah. Yep. The abandoned trucks, the abandoned uniforms. Like, not not all Russia is into this this Russian vibe that we have to do this and, and and you don't. I don't think there's anyone in Russia, Ukraine listening to two men on right now, but if they are, you don't have to do this, bro. Right. You don't have to do this. I swear that's it on Ukraine today, unless we get a call or a text about it. More baseball talk when we get back. You're listening to two men on on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten D Sports Animal. And we're back, Albuquerque. And we wouldn't be back without our partners, like O'Neill's Pub. Good food, honest drink. You can catch us every Thursday at one of the O'Neills. We were at Knob Hill yesterday and had an absolute blast. I think Robert might have been double booked because you said you're coming out and you never showed up. Yeah, I actually was. I was booked with fatherhood. Okay, well, that's <laughs> a, a good girl. reason. Yeah, and I was just about to say I'll be there next week, but I'll be in Austin. So Ooh, I next week. Very nice. Shout out to friend of the show O'Neills who helps us work with Locker Five Hundred Five. I love them. I love Kim. She brought out the she brought out the whole crew last night. Oh yeah, yeah. Turned that place out. Vitaly, still got Howard with us on the line? Well, let's see what Howard has to say. What's up, buddy? Well, you know, guys, how you doing this afternoon? Good to see you. Peachy. Peachy. Right. And I do mean see you. I, I, I watch you guys every afternoon faithfully. And Buck D, you ain't 40. That's a lie. Uh, Come on, uh, man. You are not 40 no, years you're, old. You're, you're right. I'm 43. Boom. I, I need to see that driver's license on air right now and highlight the social security number. <laughs> no, you look good for 40. Van, well, um, 
You're it's, thin. <laughs> yeah, those are those are those are city miles uh, on me, okay, Howard. Man, you look good too, man. You look good too. I've been rode hard and put up wet, brother. <laughs> yeah, I um, I'm turning sixty one in a couple of weeks, so you know, but I'm I'm still pretty chipper. I'm still keeping up with a wife ten years younger than me, and uh, that's still what loving it's about. life and chasing grandkids and. Pumping sixty pound or ninety pound bags of cement and running up and down extension ladders for my company, but you know it's it's a, a, age is a number, guys. That's hey, right. How how would I know, Howard? You don't come out to O'Neills, you don't come out to the YMCA, oh, you don't come out to Bourbon and Boots, you don't come to Dave and Buster's. How would, know, how would I Howard know? Howard is a very complicated man. There are <laughs> layers to Howard, and I'm involved with a charitable organization here in town that required me to be there last night and drink beer. And I was there, and I did my due duty. <laughs> Howard, you know that we love to help helpers, so plug your little charity that you got going on. Well, I'm a, I'm a Moose Lodge uh, member, and we, we help uh, seniors and uh, kids in Chicago and a little called Moose uh, Moose Heart. I'll tell you guys more about it one day. And we uh, we do fundraisers and have Easter egg hunts and Halloween parties for kids and Christmas parties. We give presents to needy kids and give uh, give out candy and you know we do a lot of stuff for kids here in our community um, over at the Moose Lodge. Well, that's awesome, Thanks. Howard. Thank you so much for helping the community. Yeah, you know, it's all about the kids. It's what we really focus on at our lodge because you know what? It is all about the kids, right? Right. I mean, the good ones. Yeah, true, true. Some of but, them, uh, some of know, them suck. I ain't gonna lie. There's some bad kids yeah. out there. Some of, you some of them, like you just you, were, you some, were probably an honorary kid. You know that. Oh, I was the worst. But I'm gonna tell you one thing that really pisses me off about you, man. Uh, can I be blunt? Uh oh. Can you? Don't May aren't I, you always? <laughs> I just want to say I sit there watching you eat and drink stuff, and then you're you're still nice and thin and fit. And I can't stand you for it. You know, what, do you have a tapeworm or something? He actually has two tapeworms. I got two. And they're gangbanging. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Fighting over the turf. <laughs> we got some little baby tapeworms coming soon. It's really um, exciting like, for how us. How the heck do you do it, man? You keep eating, and then you, you, know, you don't put it on. I look at a Mr. Good bar, and I gain five pounds. I mean, come on, man. Uh, it's all diet and exercise. A lot of vegetables, a lot of water. I get them calories in. And uh, there I, you I, go. I exercise, Howard. I'll tell you the secret. I I exercise a lot. I eat really well, so I can drink all my calories. There you go. Well, you know what happens November first for me every year. It becomes sweatshirt season. Ah, uh, yes. And you know yes, what yes. happens February twenty eighth every year, right? You got to put the sweatshirts away and get back in the gym because you got to you got to get rid of that extend the button you use for your pants and get back into your Get back into your regular gear for the summertime, sure, you know? Sure, sure. Hey, guys, you know what? I'm going to really make you both mad now. But I took up a segment of your time, or a good one, but uh, who cares about baseball? Guys, have a great weekend. Oh, <laughs> he had to do it. Uh, he hit you with a bomb and just left. <laughs> Mike dropped it on me. Baseball is the best sport on the planet. It's the best sport ever created by man. It's so tied into the American fabric. A lot of the greatest things that this country's ever done, baseball has been right next to it, leading the way. So how dare you? How dare you, Howard? We got KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega calling in in the 5 o'clock hour. We're going to talk Mountain West track competition and some high school basketball.
More MLB talk, more quarterback carousel, and whatever you want to talk about on the Sports Animal Hotline, 505-246-0610. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the Sports Animal. Welcome back to Dave and Buster's Presents Two Men On. And as always, whether we're here or on the road, we're at the John Lopez Real Estate Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. DJ Mikey V playing me some more RTJ. Thank you, sir. A man after my heart. Well, Fred's not here today. So. I was going <laughs> to say, he's letting it loose today. It is a Fredless Friday as he is on assignment. At Highlands University, Fred is the voice of Highlands, if you guys did not know that already. That's just one talented dude, you know that that Fred Slow guy? Very much. He's just, just a world of talent. I can't handle it sometimes. <laughs> Smoke weed in NCAA. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that one. I knew where you were going as soon as I like recognized it. Robert, it's like what you'd hear during boot camp, right? Uh, uh, it, it, you know what's so funny? What people don't know is Nate Dogg was in the Marine Corps, and that's where he got that from. Oh, no way. Really? Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. if you're ever in Marine Corps boot camp, that is that's part of it. the cadence right yep. there. Yeah, I just figured him and Warren G were sitting around like, <laughs> what rhymes with smoke weed every day? How about a a a Perfect. How do you spell that? <laughs> NCAA announced some major news on Friday regarding their THC testing policies. Uh, you can just smoke weed in college now. That's I pretty mean, that's much what it is. That's basically what it is. Yep. They lowered the testing threshold. By a lot. A lot. A lot. So you everyday smokers out there trying to hoop it up. <laughs> Why did you so, go straight to basketball? Because <laughs> basketball season. It's basketball season right now. That's why. Okay, let's 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 do the percentages. Let's do some yeah. demographics. There we go. More weed smokers in basketball or hockey. <laughs> It might be equal. <laughs> I think it's same across the board. Mm-hmm. Right? Same it, across the that's, board. I, I agree. That's why everybody was, you know, they were talking about Michael Phelps. He smokes weed. Yes. Yeah. Have you not heard him talk? That let me know. Yeah. But it was, you know, it the the current policy or the policy that's being taken over. One failed marijuana test is a half a year suspension. To go from that to what they have now is a big, huge jump. From the texture, friend of the show, Craig, I'm ready to go fight, and I'm a 57-year-old American Navy veteran. It's not our war, but it's not right. I agree, man. Yep. I agree. And there's a lot of really good people here who want to go help. But I think we're our most of our help is going to be economically and uh, supplies. And have a lot of supplies. Get them in the pockets. A lot of supplies coming from our war factories. So not only is the threshold lowered. When I say lower, what I really mean is raised. Raised, yeah. It's, it's raised. But you can test three times without getting in trouble. <laughs> like, how often are you testing to where you get rid? Of, you can get away with it three times? What they're saying is, is we can't come out and say it. We still have to act like we're trying. Right. But just do what you want, kids. Right. I, I just don't 
Well, I know why. It It's not the big bad wolf that everyone's been making it out to be for all these decades. It's not no. at all. And I'm not even someone who's I don't I don't even smoke, so I don't have a dog in the fight. But I know enough people who do. And I, I it's more and I don't even want to get on this, but alcohol is way worse. I sure. I just know that. Sure. I know that for a fact. For your brain, for yeah. your body, yeah. for your long term health, for calling your exes back. And we it does not make you a <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. does not make you a better dancer, okay? Yeah. But if you listen to, to to sports podcasts now of of former athletes, they've pulled back the curtain on all this. Sure, we've been doing it. Yeah, we just know when they test, when not to do it, and when to do it. Perfectly timed. Uh, a big report on cannabis and CBD came out, and the Cliff's notes is confirms that CBD and THC do not enhance performance. But CBD uh, possesses anti-inflammatory and analgesic properties, which have not been adequately evaluated in the arena of sport. Hmm. Anybody tells you that THC is a performance enhancer, <laughs> I want you to get blazed and do an obstacle course. I want, I'm going to give you an edible, and oh, I'm going to give God. you a hit of some hash. And when I say I... Are you going to do both? Not, not me. I, I'm, Jeez. <laughs> do a, eat a, eat an edible, take a little puff, and go do a ninja course if you think if you think it enhances your performance. This is ridiculous. Really? Yeah, makes no sense. That's that's good for the NCAA to go ahead and get this, make this approach, because it feels like they're just going to go all the way and just take it off the board. Yeah, you're seeing what they're doing in Canada. You've seen what they've done in Portugal. It's just completely reshaping. The education system and the healthcare system by legalization. All all the money that's generated. Look at look how wealthy Colorado is now. Right. Look at all the money California is generating. It's got to be federal soon. But good on the NCAA. They can't just come out and say that hey, you guys can smoke weed whenever you want. But this is what I read. I mean, this is what I read here. It's like yeah. hey, this is a slap on the wrist. You get three strikes. Like we're not going to do anything to you. The threshold is way lower. Well, we already know that it improves athletic recovery in the first place. Sure. So if we know that, you can't just say keep it the way it is. You can't do that. And what the NCAA is doing right now, the NBA did a few years ago. Yeah. Change the the threshold. Change the uh, the maximum amount of times you can test. Uh, if you get tested, they have to wait X amount of time before you can get tested again and have randoms. So they're just saying, hey, just don't do anything stupid. My thing is, how often do they test in an NCAA realm when it comes to this? That's an excellent question. I don't know. Have you ever heard of a, a student athlete having to sit out half a season because of marijuana? I haven't. I have. Yeah, unless I'm, I have, um, sure. unless I'm hit one and forget. It, it used to, <laughs> like, it used to happen. It used to happen a lot more when there, were, you know, the attitude on cannabis, the attitude yeah. on THC was different. Like I give, I give my 16 year old dog CBD oil for his old joints, <laughs> and it helps. Yeah, it a hundred percent helps.
Well, I it, could tell the second week that he was doing better. Well, like, what do you think these athletes are trying to do anything they can not to be in pain? Exactly. So they can get back out on the field. If CBD helps, if THC helps, who cares? It's They're not better, doing yackers in a hotel room like Michael Irvin. Better than these opi- opioids and everything the opioids? else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you saw what happened to Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. Brett Favre got addicted to opioids. He had to go to rehab. A lot of players have done this. We, uh, you know, when we're at the Super Bowl, we talked to uh, Robert Gallery. Right. You know, he's the, yep. the second, the number two overall pick in 2004. Had a had a really good NFL career. He said the doctors and the, they were the, the trainers just like just gave him handfuls of pills for whatever he wanted, whether it was physical or mental health pain. If you have a natural way to help yourself. Please, by all means, help yourself. You see the sale of uh, nachos at games uh, will hit an all-time high. <laughs> Pardon the pun, but... What do you mean? People are going to start acting like Babe Ruth? <laughs> Higher just going education, the, just, baby. Like Babe Ruth just walks into the crowd and grabs a hot dog? Yeah. Like, you think all these stoned-ass <laughs> players are just going to go get some nachos? You see at the beginning of the game when they go kickoff and guys are just like, wow, look at that kickoff. (laughs) 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 They're going to need more Gatorade. I know that much. Instead of sunflower (laughs) seeds. (laughs) Instead of sunflower seeds and baseball players back pocket, there's just like eight churros. (laughs) (laughs) Good for the NCAA, man. Way Way to move forward with the times. You have to evolve. You, I mean, you do. Yeah, you have to evolve. And if you're if you're not, you're going to get left behind. So good on the NCAA for what they're doing. I mean, I mean, they didn't legalize it, but basically they decriminalized it. Like you have to do something real stupid. I mean, you have to dr- drive across state lines yeah. with hundreds of pounds with of weed pounds, yeah. while you're smoking a blunt. Yeah. And this is this isn't. They're actually following the lead of, like you said. Um, NBA, um, NFL has changed. NFL. Um, so it's only natural that they followed uh, the same type of rules and guidelines and just loosen it up a little bit. When we get back, maybe star TV and radio, Brandon Ortega is off of his current assignment and calls in. If not, more sports adjacent talk. I love me some I-9 sports. If you have a kid interested in sports or interested in any other activity, please contact I-9 sports. Albuquerque is Chapter 280. You can find it on your phone. You can find it online. And I'm going to beat you over the head with it last segment when we do the I-9 varsity. More sports-adjacent content when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Just got confirmation, Albuquerque Journal's very own Jeff Grammer is going to be joining us at 6 o'clock. He did a really compelling story about three Lobo players in the Ukraine. They had to get out. I can't wait to talk to him about that. Also, Brandon Ortega should be with us next segment, talking Mountain West track and some high school basketball. It's a Fredless Friday. Here are two men on. Fred is on assignment at Highlands University. Fred's being the, the voice of the Highland Cowboys and Cowgirls and Cowpersons. There we go. Hit them all. We're honored to be partnered up with the Electric Playhouse, and boy, are we excited about our wiffle ball 
league coming later in the year. But first, dodgeball. When's the last time you played dodgeball, Ooh. Early 20s? Yeah. Early to mid-20s. So I don't know the legality, but we got to get a team together. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if the commissioner of the league can have their own team, but we need to load that thing up. Why like, not? Like, what's the Ben Stiller in Dodgeball? What was, what was his name? <laughs> Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> we need to get a stacked team like his. Because real life, we're Vince Vaughn's team. Yeah. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> let's be honest. Us and our friends in real life, we're totally the average Joes. Mm-hmm. So we need a couple ringers. Stay tuned. A lot of info coming out on the, the Dodgeball League at Electric Playhouse. going to be an absolute blast. Start getting your team together now. Talk to your boss. Get your office team together. Let's do this. All right. Let's talk a little more baseball, a little more lockout. Because I got to get this off my chest. Let me hear it. I'm starting to get legit hurt, Robert. Like, I feel like it's a personal affront on me. <laughs> like, <It's- laughs> this, isn't, this isn't negotiations for the, the betterment of the player's representation. This is piss off Van. This is screw Van yeah. A. Yeah. That's all it is. Because the world knows... I am, if not the biggest baseball dork, I am a medalist of the baseball dorks, and I am hurt. Like, do you have anything that, like... I want to tell you now, man, they they don't care. <laughs> Speaking of not caring, I've been having a friend call me right now. Like, uh-huh. he doesn't know when I'm on air. <laughs> like, a dear friend. Like, a dear friend has no idea when I'm on air. Like... My kid babysits his kid, and he has no idea when I'm on air. I'll I'll call you later, buddy, (laughs) because I know you're not listening. So he's 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 basically Major League Baseball right now. Yeah, (laughs) don't care. It's Screw Van Day up and down. Dear friends in real life, don't listen to my show. Major League Baseball hates me. I'm not getting as many Tinder matches as I thought I would. No, I'm kidding. I'm killing it. I am I'm just I'm just killing it. Van single again. Watch out, Albuquerque. I'm I'm looking at I've been paying attention to a lot of players' Twitters, tweets about the lockout. Some of them are ridiculous. <laughs> like what? It's like, okay, we know what this is. Now you're pouring it on a little too thick. Walker Bueller, you know. I'm a Dodgers fan. He says, this isn't millionaires versus billionaires. This is workers versus owners. The value is subjective. We are extremely lucky to do what we do, but the numbers don't line up. I appreciate the fans getting where we're coming from, truly. I think tweets like this is what turns fans off. They don't think that it's millionaires versus billionaires. Well, when they try to justify it. Well, well, I'm sorry. I'm saying it backwards. They... Me as a fan, I don't look at it as workers versus owners. I think of it as millionaires versus billionaires. Yeah, back back to the point from earlier in the show and, and a point we hit on a lot yesterday. Millionaires and billionaires are so far apart. Yes. The only the only thing similar in between a millionaire and a billionaire is the A I R E, the mm-hmm. air, the air on the end. I could do this job and save right and invest and I could be a millionaire. 
I cannot be a billionaire. Never. <laughs> this is a very exclusive club, and they will never, ever let anyone like me in it. So these players, while hundreds of millions of dollars is life-changing generational amounts of money, these 100 millionaires, these 10 millionaires, they're not in the same category. They're not in the same league as billionaires whatsoever. Okay, but here, here's my thing, Ben. I think you're, you're in the 1% of MLB fans because you're so diehard. Sure. The regular person is really like, what are y'all crying about? Yeah, screw you, bro. I manage an Arby's. Right. Yeah. They don't look at it as employees versus owners or however Walker Bueller said it. Just Which, really see it as he's not wrong. He's not wrong at he's all. Not wrong. But it's hard for an everyday Joe person to see it like that. A hundred percent. And I think that's what's going to hurt Major League Baseball the longer this lockout happens. Yeah. It's at like, the end of the day, that's what's going to happen. Like I, I will cheer for anyone who is advocating for their own rights when they're treated unfairly. Right. If you want to unionize, I got your back. You want better benefits, I got your back. Is there, are you being mistreated in your place of employment? I got your back. When you're talking about like the working man, the working class, it's easy to get behind something like that. Right. But to the working class, to the working man, when you hear, like, you know, just like you said it, that's the immediate perception. Right? Millionaires and billionaires yeah. arguing over more millions. Suck it up. Get out there for our entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. That's really what people care about. Yeah. You make life-changing amounts of money playing a kid's game. Right. I have grease underneath my fingernails that's never coming out. Right. We're not the same, you know? And, and I, I look up Walker Bueller's contract right now. He's on the, the back end of a two-year, $8 million contract. That's what regular people are going to see, and they're going to look at that tweet and be like, man, whatever. Well, at least he's saying it now before he gets his big contract. I was just going to say. He's about to make $30 yeah. million dollars a year. That, that, his next contract is going to be through the roof. That $8 million is chump change to him. And I, I like what the MLB Players Association did with their, their Players Association representatives because you got some Max Scherzer types. You know, you got Max Scherzer. You got uh, Francisco Lindor, mm -hmm. Paul Goldschmidt. These guys have life-changing amounts of money. They are at the top end of major league contracts. But then below them, you got some other guys that are like regular everyday players right. who, who make a little bit above the league minimum. And also sitting at the table are younger guys yeah. who haven't got their big contracts yet. So they get to see it through different lenses. You got the guy who's already been paid. Yeah. You got the guy who's about to get paid. And you got the younger guy who's yet to been yet paid. Yet to be paid. And he might wants, not get paid. Right. He wants that foundation laid. Yeah. So you got. Really good representatives from all across the board yep. showing you different opinions. Baseball, y'all have to get it together. Y'all are the most affordable professional sports to go watch. Yes. I think what gets me sometimes where my patience runs out is the fact that a guy is batting 200 or a pitcher is 1 in 10 and they're getting you know paid very well. Yeah, well, here's the thing. But, I mean, it's baseball. I well, mean, everybody can't be. Right. <laughs> yeah. But still. Yeah. There's you know, a reason that. There's a reason that there's a league minimum, and there's also a reason that you can't exclusively get paid for performance. Because let's say you do have a bad year. Let's say you do get injured. Let's say you're yeah. slightly injured and you keep showing up to the field and you keep participating. You keep, uh, you keep grinding. 
And that shows your character, it shows your dedication, but your results might not be that. Right. So you're going to take a hit financially because you're sucking it up for the team and going out and having not great results? I get it. I get why they want to get paid. They see the numbers that the owners pull in. They see the numbers that the TV contracts are pulling in. And they said, we just want our fair share. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't blame them. Get as much as you can. It's just, to me, I guess... uh, you know they're disrespecting the fans in the sport because remember who's paying for all these millions? It's the fans. This is the last thing they needed because to me the popularity of baseball was already on the decline. Yeah, so this is the last thing they needed to do. It always has been. Yep. Yeah, always has been. I think this is the the first year that soccer has been more popular than baseball in this wow. country. That's, so baseball slipped from third to fourth. That's crazy. Third to fourth in this country. But it's holding steady. Like, I know there's still a lot of baseball fans. The problem is we're all old and dying. <laughs> <laughs> how, do we, how do we get young baseball fan involved without seeing all this arguing over millions and millions of dollars and turns them off even more? When we get back, possibly... A little bit of track talk, a little bit of high school basketball talk with Brandon Ortega. If not, you got more sports adjacent content with Van and Fred and behind the glass, Mike Vital. You've been listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. If you heard me talking earlier how uh, crotchety old man I am driving around downtown and seeing all these beautiful fit young athletes everywhere and just being depressed adjacent <laughs> that I am my youth has officially been stripped from me this past week as I turned 40 and now everybody I just want to I have a Corella DeVille like lust for for youth again and I'll never get it back to explain what I'm seeing everywhere Luckily, we have a person of uh, experience and reason, unlike me. Star of TV and radio, back to back to back, New Mexico Sportscaster of the Year, Father of the Year, Fiance of the Year, Average Golfer of the Year, (laughs) Musician Extraordinaire, KOB TV's very own, Brandon Ortega. What's happening, my guy? I'm always trying to keep it together when you do these intros. I couldn't do it this time. What's up, my boys? Just hanging out, living that dream, brother man. Hey, so- qu- quit being mean to my friend Van there, Van. You're, you, if you shaved that facial hair of yours, you would look younger than about 70% of that of the field, this Mountain West Indoor Track and Field Championships I was hanging out at. All right, so cut it out over there. Oh, my goodness. I'll, I'll give you your 20 bucks when I get out of here. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Slide that in. Thank you so much. The 2022 Mountain West Indoor Track and Field Championships opened up yesterday, but they really kicked off today, and you were there covering it, Brandon. What's the vibe there? Yeah, medals are being handed out just uh, minutes ago. I was just there and just got back to the KOB4 office to put the highlights together. 5,000 meters dominated. By the Lobos, they went one, two, and three. Nice. Sophomore sensation, Amelia Mazadowney from Australia, taking the gold. Uh, she She's outstanding since, since coming to the Lobos as a freshman. And, you know, Albuquerque really has been home 
uh, of the Mountain West this year. They hosted the cross-country championships, which the women dominated as well. And they're trying to do the same thing with the indoor track and field championships at the Albuquerque Convention Center. Yeah, it was a lot of prelims yesterday and today, but they squeezed in a couple of finals and some field events wrapped up today. And like, like I said, the 5,000 meters just, just finished minutes ago. And tomorrow, it's, it's a bunch of championships, so you got to get out to the convention center all day uh, from morning to the afternoon. 11 o'clock, I want to say, 11.30 or so, will be the mile for the women's uh, Lobo team, and that's where things really start to heat up. They're going to have a lot of medal contenders tomorrow. Yesterday started with the heptathlon, and I had to Google it because previously I thought the heptathlon was the Pam and Tommy sex tape. That's a... <laughs> That's a that's a different hep. The Hulu series is really good. I'm watching that right now. Yeah, so am I. I love it so much. So, Brandon, you were talking about the 5,000-meter uh, finals, how we dominated. Then you're talking about the mile coming up tomorrow. Do we have any favorites when it comes to the shorter, faster races? So, Javon O'Brien, who is uh, newer to the Lobos, a Texas native, he qualified – I want to say in the 400 and the 200, and then also in the 60 meters, football standout, Luke Wysong, the Cleveland High School graduate, Ooh. the state champion both football and track for the Storm just last year. He will be competing tomorrow. He was limping a little bit after running in the 200, so hopefully he gets rid of uh, whatever was bothering him uh, towards the end of the afternoon today. But, yeah, they'll have some sprinters, absolutely competing for some medal. So, yeah, a little bit of everything. They're, they're one of the best distance teams in the whole country. And then they've got some sprinters that can compete for conference championships tomorrow. Are the Lobos coming in the favorite? Overall, I mean, distance-wise, yeah, across the board, they're the favorite. But overall, it's, it's wide open. Okay, yeah, the Lobos okay. definitely have their hands full. It won't be it'll, – it'll be tough to get a conference title – Altogether, but uh, that's the fun of it. You know, you, you want you want to see a competitive event from beginning to end. So that's what that's what's going to happen Saturday at the Albuquerque Convention Center. How's the new track? Are they, is everyone happy with the new track in there? Oh, everyone is floored. Yeah, it, it is beautiful. It is literally one of the fastest indoor tracks in the world. It, it's got. A nice touch of New Mexico turquoise on it, which yeah. us New Mexico uh, natives and residents love to see. It's a, it's a beautiful track, and yeah, it's very fast, whether it's a sprint event or uh, for these distance events. I mean, literally, Lobos lapped, Amelia Mazadowney lapped, I think, a, I want to say a handful of competitors three times oh my because, God. She was, wow. because she was just blazing down the track. So, yeah, it's, if you haven't seen it in person, that's. One of the marquee things that you go check out is just how it's brand new. The, the city paid a, a good amount of money to get that thing built, and uh, they're going to put it to use. They've already had five events in Albuquerque in this indoor season. They're going to host the NCAA championships come next year. They were going to host it before COVID hit. So, yeah, it's, it's a beaut. I was going to ask you, Brandon, is there any way they can let me and Van – and Fred do a, a race. Do the six, <laughs> can we run the sixty and see who has the best time? I know a guy that will let us do that. Yeah. So you guys let me know when you want to do it, 
and we will do it. Oh. We obviously need a cameraman and commentator. We need all of that, yes. Actually, no, you know what too. we should do? What's up? Us three should race with three track athletes. Oh just to show, to show the difference yes. between us and what a real athlete is. I like maybe that. Maybe after, yeah, maybe after the NCAA championships is done, maybe we can get that. Uh, yeah, maybe we can get that lined up. I like that idea a lot. <laughs> High school basketball championships tournament starts. Where you gonna punt it off? I mean, what's what's the deal here? What's the story here? When does it kick off? Excuse yeah, me. Well, the so, sorry, I'm sorry. Tournament. I'm sorry. Tip off. Yeah. It didn't sound right when it came out of my mouth. <laughs> You've always got football on your mind. No, the district tournament started on Monday, and they've worked their way into the semifinal. And some, and, and some districts, the championships, and it, Las Lunas and Santa Fe will meet on the boys' side for that district title. You've got Santa Fe girls also in the district championship with Albuquerque High at the Bulldog Gym. Um, and then, yeah, a lot, a lot of – semifinals working their way into the, the championships for Saturday. So, yeah, New Mexico game day returns tonight on KOB for the first time in three weeks. Oh, We're yeah. going to break down a, a whole bunch of high school basketball. We've got undefeated Volcano Vista boys basketball as our special guest. We, did, we made our, our way out west on the west side of Albuquerque to visit with Coach Greg Brown in the storm. We're looking forward to airing a, a, our first road trip and our first show in three weeks. My mighty, mighty cavemen are in the top ten. How about that? You hear any buzz about Carlsbad making some noise this year? Carlsbad is nice. I mean, look, I have been living on these live streams on NSHS Network. If if you haven't checked that out, NSHSnetwork.com. Whenever you can't, go check out your relatives, your friends, uh, kids playing out on these high school games. It's a a great facilitator for these district uh, websites and and uh, ProView does a good job at putting things on NSHS. I have seen Carlsbad play three or four times, and they won that Roswell tournament earlier in the year. Yeah, they're a strong team. They will definitely be making some noise come to the state tournament. And the state tournament brackets come out Sunday at 5 p.m. The NMAA will be releasing those. So, yeah, we're, we're getting closer and closer a week from today. The first round will start of the state tournament, and then I think I want to say – Four days after that, we'll have games at the pit. So it's right around the corner. All right, Brandon. So I'm sitting here. Uh, I'm thinking about us this race that I'm thinking. <laughs> I can't get this out of my head. But I need your help because whoever wins, here's, here's the deal. We need whoever wins gets to pick if you play or sing the song Baby of Mine or Down to This. The two songs that you wrote in 2014. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm looking at your Twitter right now. <laughs> you talk, so you're talking about uh, Fred, Van, and you, Rob? Yes. That's yeah. going to be who's racing? Yes. Yeah, I can't wait to watch this. This is going to be great. <laughs> I, I have a pretty decent idea who's going to win, but I want to know who do you think is going to get the most injured? <laughs> I'm going to say Fred. Fred can't shoot a game of horse without being sore. So <laughs> I'm going to go with Fred. So high school football, all year we knew it was going to be a collision course in between Rio Rancho and Cleveland. It looks like in basketball we got a collision course with Volcano Vista and Las Cruces. Is, is this like a, a done deal, or can someone upset these guys, and who do you think it could be? Yeah, that is the collision course we've been seeing really since – 
the first few weeks of the season, I mean, both teams came out firing. Uh, Volcano Vista, I looked it up this week. Coming into the week, they were 24-0. and And so is their girls team, by the way, 24-0. Wow. It's never been done that the same high school uh, – a high school has had a boys' and girls' team run the table. It's never happened in the state. So they have – so Volcano has a chance to do that, both boys' and girls' basketball. But back to the boys, Volcano has only had single-digit deficits. They've only won by single digits twice. So 22 of their 24 wins have been by double digits. Wowza. So it's wow. been a dominant run. Las Cruces, I haven't looked it up, but I think they won by double digits every single game. Oh, wow. So nice. they've both dominated. And they, Now, look, they've both been in some games where teams gave them a good first half. They've been in some games where teams hung around through three quarters, but no one's been able to, you know, get it done all four quarters against these guys. So, yeah, they've been head and shoulders above everybody. There are teams, I feel like, that can compete, La Cueva being one of them. Atrisco's going to play Volcano tomorrow for the district championship. They've been one of those teams, two quarters they've hung in, one time they hung in with three quarters, but it's always been the fourth quarter where Volcano and Las Cruces have pulled away from these teams, and that's the collision course. We'll see how it all plays out in March. KOBTV's very own Brandon Ortega, the best in the biz. One segment on Two Men On is never enough. Where can the Brandon Ortega fan club find you tonight and this weekend? Yeah, KOB in about, what time is it? It's 5.43 at 6 o'clock. We're breaking down baseball's playing right now for the Lobos. Indoor track just wrapped up day two. We're looking at a whole lot of high school basketball, New Mexico game days, back at 10.30 for the first time in three weeks on KOB. Whole bunch of fun, local sports. Got to love it. The best in the biz, friend of the show, friend in real life, Brandon Ortega. Love you, buddy. Love you guys. Talk to you later. When we get back, more sports-adjacent content on Two Men On, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Albuquerque. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. We are seated comfortably in the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, as we always are. We're just so proud to be aligned with these awesome partners and sponsors, and John Lopez Real Estate's another one of them. All the things that he does for the community and everything that you know his attention really goes to, is proud to be aligned with John Lopez Real Estate. If you have any information about anything in the real estate world, make sure you reach out to John Lopez. Rob, you got a hundred bucks laying around? Actually, I do. Do you want to turn that into twenty thousand dollars? Hey, it's is it legal? <laughs> That's what I have to ask first. Is the uh, above board here? I don't know if we have enough time to open up that playbook. <laughs> it's a good investment. If you'd like to make twenty grand, boy, do I have the opportunity for you. All you have to do is walk down to your local sports book and face all the ridicule and dirty looks you're ever going to get and say, I would like to bet $100 on the New York Jets to win the Super Bowl next wow. year. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that back. I don't have 100 <laughs> How many Not- people put money down when the, before the Bengals run this year? Okay. Um, 
not as many as who are betting on the Jets next year. Right. So this is the ranking so far on off-season futures, okay? The Bills are getting bet on the most. They are plus 750. That's a good bet. Very good. The Bills are good. Josh Allen's good. They're getting better. You know, they're going to add some pieces this year to try to go all the way. Smart bet. seconds of way. Smart bet. Number two, the Cincinnati Bengals. Runners up in the Super Bowl this year. Joe Burrow is just going to get better. They're probably going to also try to add some pieces, i.e. an offensive friggin' line to they, keep. They better. So Joe Burrow doesn't turn into to David Carr or Andrew Luck. The third most bet team is the Los Angeles Rams at 1,200. You know how hard it is to repeat, and their excellent roster is getting plus 1,200. Coming in at fourth, and this is absolutely insane to me because I like good odds. I like a good spread. If I, if I throw a couple bucks and it pays off for me, cool. But if you throw down $100 on the New York football Jets, you can make twenty grand. Wow. The New York Jets winning the Super Bowl this year, so far during the offseason, is the fourth most bet team. Not the Chiefs. Not the Chiefs. The Chiefs came in fifth. They're plus 700. Wow. Chiefs are plus 700. Does somebody know something that I don't know? From the texter, (laughs) where are the Bears? Who Uh, cares? They're they're in Chicago. (laughs) The Bears are in Chicago. Dumpy franchise, anyhow. <laughs> I can't even make a joke. He goes straight for the jugular. That was <laughs> he wasn't even being funny, loyal no, listener. Not at all. He's offended that I even mentioned the word bear. <laughs> Especially what's going on with Russia right now. We can't talk about bears right now. <laughs> so do you think this is like Jets fan? Like this is our year? Are Jets fans more delusional than Cowboys fans? To like, hey. I love these odds. Next year's our year, bro. Here's a hundred bucks casino. Do what you want with it. Well, they saw how the turnaround was quick for Cincinnati, and they're like, you know what? It's why, our time. Why not us? Yeah. Why not us? And I, I like it. I'd make that bet, and, but they need to get a better quarterback than Zach Wilson, I think. Friend of the show, Joel Luevano, who was on our show yesterday, live from O'Neill's and Knob Hill, which we love, said, I meant where are the Bears <laughs> on the rankings? I know. I know. That's the joke. They're all the way at the bottom. Like third to last. <laughs> where they should be forever. We're Vital. Hurt, Wait, who? who little feelers. I would have thought the Lions would have been a better pick than the Jets. So the, the Jets have an insane amount of draft capital. Yes. Okay. So they could turn that into a couple really good players. Or they could be like the Jets and use all that draft capital on picking the wrong guys over and over and over again in true Jets fashion. Yeah, that's pretty much what their history is. I think it's just, it's such a crazy bet. Plus 20,000. Those are the ones that hit, too. Watch. Yeah, why not? Those are the ones that hit. Oh, it's insane to me that people would put money on that. I would. You got a hundred bucks? Oh yeah, for a, for a chance to 
boosted to twenty grand. You, okay, if, yeah. if if you don't understand how betting works, plus twenty thousand means if you bet a hundred dollars, you will win twenty thousand dollars if the Jets win the Super Bowl. That's the exact same odds as if you bet a dollar, you're going to win two hundred dollars mm-hmm. if the Jets win the Super Bowl. Why not just throw a dollar on Bodog or or Caesars <laughs> or whatever? Yeah. Just put a dollar because you could hold up. A year from now, you could hold up that ticket yeah. and say, look what look yeah. what I did. Look for, what one I, for one I, dollar, look what I did. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. The Jets. Go big or go home. The Jets. When's the last time they were good? When uh, Ooh. Rob Ryan? Boomer Esiason? Well, that's the oh, Bengals. No, no, no. He, well, no, he, he, he also play, played, he played, for played for the, the Jets. Jets. Oh, yeah. that's right. Oh, that is right. Um, um, Joe Namath? <laughs> those t- the... <laughs> They had an AFC championship Bills-like run with, uh, what's his name, Mark Sanchez. Yeah, they did. So they were like a yeah, little, little blip on the radar. They beat the— um, Just kept losing in the AFC championship. They beat the Patriots one year and got to the AFC championship. Yeah. When we get back, Albuquerque Journal's Jeff Grammer joins us to talk a really cool story. And not only is it a great story on paper— I would love to hear him tell the story to you, loyal listener, right now in real time. Dave and Busters presents Two Men On, and we will be back on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Big shout-out to O'Neal's for hosting us yesterday. We'll be back up in the Heights next Thursday. If you know, I love being out in the community, and I love doing live remotes, but I tell you what, I'm, I miss me some Mikey V when I'm when I'm out of town, you know? That's the only thing missing from our shows. But what's not missing from our show right now is writer, sportscaster, just generally cool dude extraordinaire jeff grammer of the albuquerque journal what's going on my guy i'm good man how are you guys doing good doing good man two hours in the books today's flying by nice so i I read your article and it was absolutely amazing journalism it's one of my favorite articles i've read this year in a long time it's not like all of your articles aren't fantastic but this (laughs) one is a little more topical a little more pertinent for what's going on in the world. Three former Lobos who were playing professional basketball in Ukraine were stuck there when the war started. Give us the Cliffs notes of that. So when, obviously, people knew this was kind of headed this way for a while, um, when President Biden had announced uh, about a week ago um, he had made an announcement that Americans in the Ukraine um, should probably start making their way out. Uh, one of them, Troy Simons, and he just sent me a message today about this. He said it was after President Biden's announcement um, a week ago. He he got on a plane and flew back to Pittsburgh. He left his team um, in Ukraine, will not be getting paid anymore. Obviously, they're not playing games either, sure. so that mm-hmm. makes sense. But um, he left, went back to Pitt- Pittsburgh, um, made it out a week ago. Drew Gordon, another former Lobo. He was there with his wife and two young children. He has three kids. One of them has been back home here in the States uh, going to school, um, and I, I believe with his parents or something. But anyway, uh, two of his three kids were with him and his wife 
um, in Ukraine, and they were able to get emergency visas and get out of there last week as well. But one of them, Joe Firstinger, um, the most recent of those Lobos, well, actually, he and Troy Simons were here the same 2017 and 18 season. Um, but Joe Firstinger stayed. He, he, he stayed with his team in Ukraine. He was hoping he would um, make a little more money, play a few more games, hoping that you know his city would not have missiles landing in it. Ooh, and yeah. uh, as of 7 a.m., Thursday morning, um, they're they're way ahead of us uh, time wise. But as of Thursday morning, seven a.m., they he two American teammates and one Lithuanian teammate um, hopped in a car out of their apartment, got out of their apartment, hopped in a car, and started driving south to the border um, to the Romanian border. And it took them all day. Uh, in fact, it was about between sometime between 4 a.m. and 5 a.m. Friday morning after starting at Thursday morning at 7 a.m. before they finally made it through the border. And he sent me a message uh, 5 a.m. his time that basically said he was finally on a train to the capital city of Romania and he was out of Ukraine. So these all three of these ex-Lobos left at different times. Did, did they um, let you behind the scenes a little bit and tell you their decision-making process of why they left at that certain time? Yeah, so in in Drew Gordon's case, um, once he heard there could be any issues and he had his kids there, he, he started the process right away with, you know, and, and frankly, he's been around a while. And in international basketball, players get paid a wide variety of uh, amounts of money. And uh, he, he's on the, the upper end generally. He, he makes a lot of all-star teams and stuff like that uh-huh. for the professional leagues he plays for. So the money wasn't exactly as important to him as it, as it might have been to, to the other two. Um, he, he's made his money. He wasn't going to stick around and put his family at risk um, for for any kind of any amount of money, frankly. Um, so he, he started getting out of there. He started the process a lot earlier than the other two. Um, for Troy Simons, he, he started the process right when uh, President Biden, I, I can't remember the day, but it was sometime last week, that he basically warned Americans that maybe it's time. And then Joe Firstinger stuck around as long as he could. He and his teammates thought the city they lived in might be okay. And it was uh, Turnipil, I, if that's how you pronounce it. Yes, he's um, Turnipil. What's that? Turnipil. Turnipil, yes. <laughs> um, he, uh, he stayed there, and it was not one of the cities that was struck initially. So, so he may have... Um, I mean, I suppose they were right if they thought their city was a little bit safer than the other ones. The the two that did leave, the two Lobos that left a week ago, those are two of the three cities that were struck in pre-dawn attacks uh, yesterday, um, Thursday morning. So those two guys were in cities that they knew and closer to Russia, and they knew they were they were in the in the you know line of fire, if you will, quite literally, I suppose. And uh, Joe Joe and his teammates decided to stick around. They thought maybe their city would be safe and maybe something wouldn't happen. And, uh, in fact, they did not get airstrikes um, in his city, but, you know, it was still time to get out of there. And he said it was crazy. Uh, The quote in the story is, this is the craziest day of my life, and that's what he messaged me. And he, he spent, you know, Almost 24 straight hours from the time he left his apartment until the time he got on the train across the border in Romania. Jeff, it's one thing to read this story. Um, it's another thing to actually live it. Did you feel the type of emotions? Could Are you able to describe the type of emotions that all three uh, players were going through at that time, especially for Joe to be that, you know, that close for everything yeah, was, to happen for him? Def- 
Yeah, I was going to say Joe's definitely in a, in a different category than the other two because the other two left before aggression. They left when tensions were high. Right. Um, but, but to put it in context, when I was talking, I was messaging with Troy yesterday or last night, he was about to board a plane to London. He, he is signed with a new league, a new team in a new league in, in London or in England, and he was, um, yeah, he was flying to London. So he, nothing that happened, um, I guess, visually or, or just directly to Troy um, was, was so much that he didn't you know, fly back to the United States for a little less than a week and already hop on a plane to go back overseas to, to play. So it wasn't that traumatic for him. Um, Drew has been over there plenty back and forth, and now he's back in the States. He got out at the right time. But Joe was the only one that stayed and actually saw unrest, saw you know, lines of traffic. What could have been a four-hour drive ended up taking him 14 or 15 hours. He sent me pictures from the check border checkpoint where people were trying to get through, and they just can't process that many people to to go through the border. There, there's still a process to to let people out, and uh, he he was sending me pictures from the border checkpoint that were just hundreds and and I, I suppose potentially thousands. I the pictures I saw would showed hundreds, but he would, he didn't show me everybody. So you know, it could have been thousands of people at that border checkpoint for all I know. Um, just standing around, standing around for hours, trying to get through, waiting to get through. And um, like I said, there was no unrest. There was no strikes, you know, no airstrikes or missile strikes on the road that he told me um, when he left his city. But everybody was, the, the tensions were high with everybody. It wasn't exactly a um, comfortable day of a uh, comfortable drive for him. And, and nobody in the area was exactly in a good mood. So Joe, Joe Firstinger, when he crossed, he crossed into... Romania, and he didn't do it with a bunch of other basketball players or a bunch of other American citizens or a bunch of other expats. He did it surrounded by Ukrainians who were uprooted from their homes and you know had to flee for their own safety. How did he describe that situation, what he was seeing when he was trying to cross the border? Well, by the time I filed the story last night, he had just got through the border. So okay. he hadn't actually physically crossed. Um, when I initially sent the story, he had not crossed yet. I then updated it for the version that ran in print and that's online now. Um, but but he, he just said it was everybody standing around. You know, it, was, it wasn't like uh, any sort of social gathering where there were chants or songs being sung or anything like that. It was a whole lot of quiet people just trying, you know, patiently to wait without freaking out knowing you know not knowing what's coming behind them they 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 wanted to get out before in their mind something was coming to get them or something from overhead might be landing and, and that kind of stuff so he he left and and he did have two of his or, or three of his teammates there were four teammates total that Joe um, was one of the four, and, and two American teammates and one, one teammate from Lithuania. And the four of them were together when they finally crossed the border on Friday morning, like I said, around between sometime between 4 a.m. and 5 a.m. is when he said he crossed and got onto a train. After speaking with the three gentlemen, did you get any indication that something catastrophic as this, uh, did it waver their thoughts of basketball playing overseas? Did any of Did anyone give you that type of inkling of, of thinking well one of them's already back mm-hmm. um he, he sent me a message today troy troy landed in london this morning and and uh sent me a message that uh you know he, he's still playing but he got out of there like i said before there was any kind of unrest um joe has no idea what's next like he doesn't even know last i talked to him this morning um he he didn't really even know where he was going next right now um mm-hmm. didn't know if he was gonna you know what he'll do the process for him now is 
obviously make contact with his family, let his parents know he's okay, let his right. whoever else family-wise and all that, but also then get, get in contact pretty quickly with your agent. Um, the agent has to see from a business standpoint and financial standpoint what money they can collect from the team that might still owe him money from Ukraine. Right. Um, the season has been canceled. So he has all those kind of things. And then he has to make a decision. Do I pay to fly home now or does my agent have a place for me to go in some other country? Um, there's obviously there's there's a hundred basketball leagues in, in Europe and, and overseas that he could play in. Now, not all of them pay very good money. But if there's an opening at a decent-paying place and he's already over there, my my inclination for, for Joe is that he would probably stick it out and play a little bit as long as it's not in Ukraine or in Russia. Um, but And then as far as Drew Gordon goes, he he's not in a position right now where he needs the money. He's just playing because he still wants to play. Um, I don't know if this is going to change that. He, he was pretty stressed out, though. Um, it's a little different mindset for him at this point. He's... He's got three kids now, and, and his wife is with him. So um, I could see him maybe making a decision. But, again, he's a little bit older anyway. He might be hitting that age where he's deciding he might want to hang him up anyway. But when I, told, when I talked with him last night, he was pretty stressed out, but he had no long-term decisions made. Jeff Grammer of the Albuquerque Journal, uh, thanks for coming on and sharing with us. This is a very compelling story. Really appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, man. Let's get you back uh, next week to do a little Ro- Lobo recap. What do you say? Sounds good. Albuquerque Journal's Jeff Grammer, friends of the show. You got to read this article. We're going to talk a little uh, sports adjacent content when we get back. How about that, Robert? Yes, sir. I'm with it. Let's do a little more of that. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Two and a half hours just flies by. You know. I legit forgot, because we were just so in the zone and such great guests and such great callers today. Forgot the Lady Lobos are at 6.30. You only got one more segment of us, guys. That's news to me. <laughs> I didn't th- what have we, we been came, doing? We came in hot today, though. What have we been doing? Man? We were both late, and we were both talking shop. <laughs> wow. And we were on the phone with Fred, setting up tomorrow. But, uh, all of the two men on crew even on deck, Robert Buck D. Gibson, we're all going to be up in Las Vegas tomorrow. Yeah. We're going to be doing senior senior day for Cowboys and Cowgirls basketball, just having a good time and putting on a good show for them, doing some halftime show, doing some promotions, calling a kid's basketball game at halftime. And it's going to be fun. Just putting on a show, really. Yeah. And you're no stranger to that. I love going up there. And putting on a show. Now I get to put on the show. <laughs> so tune in once we're off the air. JJ going to bring it to you, Lady Lobos. This is the last game, right? This is the uh, season finale. They'll have nine days off, and then they'll start uh, Mountain West Conference tournament opener, I think the 7th. So they're they're locked into the two seed, is that correct? Right. Yeah, locked into the two seed. Unless UNLV, which is in first place, unless they melt down here in the last couple of games, pretty much they'll be in the second spot. Well, the Lady Lobos dropping the last game took their chances of being first or tied for first away. I think. 505-246-0610, the show's almost over. But call in and tell me I'm an idiot because I might be wrong here. I think they're locked in the second with no chance of getting yeah, first. They win they're, tonight, they're locked into the second spot. Yeah, okay. All right. So Lady Lobo's last regular season match 
right after us. We're going straight to the game. Two men on, straight to the Lady Lobos. We were going to talk a little quarterback carousel. Were? But hey, we got like three minutes. I don't know. Here, this is this is a unpopular topic right here. All of the quarterbacks, the high-profile guys, uh-huh. they're all staying. Ooh. Everyone's staying. Aaron Rodgers not going anywhere. Russell Wilson's not going anywhere. Matt Ryan's not going anywhere. Wait, I thought you said high-profile. Matt Ryan? Get him out of there. You know, you don't think Matt Ryan's quality? Mm. I think Wilson goes to New York, to the Giants. Russ. If... If Russell Wilson thinks he's got it bad now in Seattle, oh, thank you. Wait till he has to deal with the front office of the New York Giants, and even worse, no offensive problem. line. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Isn't he like already like the most sacked quarterback? Ripped it out of my mouth in the last couple of seasons. Yeah, and the Giants' offensive line is worse than Seattle. Yeah, I know who's not going anywhere because they're asking for way too much. Deshaun Watson, he's stuck. They won't weigh too much. Well, if I was a general manager, I would obviously wait till the court charges came out and see what happens, see what shakes out from there. But allegedly, reports are that multiple teams will still take him, not knowing what the outcome of the court is at all. That's ballsy. The Texans want three first-round picks plus other trade capital. No. And well, he hasn't it, played in over a year. Come on, Here's man. the problem. If he, Alleged pervert stuff, yeah. Notwithstanding, and I said alleged, yeah. He's worth it. Ah, <sighs> look how look how he's played. He has balled out. He has. Since he came into the league, but We've, like Mike said, he has. It's gonna have some rust. Some rust. A lot of rust. He's gonna be fresh. You think? Yes, man. He's gonna be fresh, man. Friend of the show, friend of real life, Joel Luevanov, the Albuquerque Aardvarts, their big rivalry match is tomorrow. Rio Rancho Sports Complex, Aardvarks versus Brujos, New Mexico's biggest rugby rivalry. That's going to get real spicy tomorrow. Tomorrow, 2 o'clock, Rio Rancho Sports Complex. If you don't have anything planned, go there. If you do have something planned, it's probably not as cool or fun. Go there anyways. You got to bring it with rugby. There's no plan around there. Also, Joel Leveno just said Russell Wilson to the Jets, so I think he listened to our segment. <laughs> he's trying to he's <laughs> trying, trying to get that money. <laughs> he's trying to win twenty grand on the Jets. <laughs> Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, staying with the Cardinals. If he's going anywhere, he's going to the Green Bay Packers. Because Phoenix gets to host the Super Bowl, and Phoenix, the excuse me, Arizona, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Arizona has seen what Los Angeles did yeah. this year, what Tampa Bay did last year. Right. All you have to do to win a Super Bowl now is host the damn thing, host it, and bring in a legendary quarterback. That's all you have to do. And Kyler ah. has taken all his social media off anything to do with Arizona Cardinals. So There's some drama with Kyler in that organization. Yeah, he's it doing is not the looking most. good right now. He's doing the most. You wouldn't want to see Kyler in some green and yellow? Hell no. 
You only got two or three more good years from Rodgers. Might not get 10 out of Kyler. If Rodgers went to the Cardinals, they're winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, they're loaded. And they're going all in, too. Yeah. Just the last two years, he fades Kyler Murray when it goes to the second part of the season. And in this postseason, he didn't look good. No, he looked—I mean, he well, literally had the worst game of his whole career in the playoffs. Well, the he Packers, made him look foolish. The Packers would have a running game, though. <coughs> but he, yeah. uh, but part of his game, isn't it, running, the, running outside the pocket and running for yards? So that's—I yeah, don't know. Right-handed Michael Vick. His game isn't read defenses and make the right plays like yeah. Tom Brady. He's like make plays with his feet. Yeah, somebody's open, then he throws it eighty yards. I think everyone's staying put, unless you get ten first round draft picks. If a team gives you their first and second rounder for every year that quarterback's on your team, then they'll move. Well, you said this a couple of weeks ago. You know, the teams nowadays you need that quarterback. Sure. So for you to have them and just give them away? Uh... No I-9 varsity today. Sorry about that. That's a lot of people's favorite segment is the I-9 varsity. So my apologies, Albuquerque. My apologies, friends oh, of the show. Oh, we 30 more minutes, man. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I was in the zone and forgot <laughs> we're passing the ball over to JJ and the Lady Lobos. My bad, Albuquerque. We'll make up for it with five varsity we might even do a double varsity day next week but if you have a kid who's into sports you have a kid who needs a new hobby you have a kid who wants to hone their interest check out i9 sports i9sports.com search chapter 280 no one does it better thank you to kob tv's very own brandon ortega thank you for albuquerque journals jeff grammar thanks for the callers and texters all day thanks howard thanks mailman uh thanks everyone in the texter We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, The Sports Animal.